0: I've been
1: browsed, spreading water that they drowned. My head on a swivel, yeah. It's only really my surroundings. Hello and welcome to episode 124 of the Smash Except podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty underscore Dad FF. Joining me tonight for another special rookie pod. Guys, you guys came out in just droves, making that 23 first, our biggest episode ever in less than three days. I mean, you guys just blew it up. And John and I were talking like, yo, we got to do it again, right? Like that was so much fun talking about those firsts. We can't forget these seconds. I mean, the name of this pod is the not-so-sloppy seconds from 2023 because this class is just exciting, John. I mean, I I can't even introduce you. I'm getting so excited talking about these rookies because, dude, we did 1 through 12, but we couldn't even keep that. We had to have that to be 15. Now we're doing 12 through 24, and we got, like, 30 guys, and it's just so exciting to break down.
0: Hey, Dad, I got a fever. The only prescription more rookie pods. I got rookie and fever.
1: And cowbell. hey And cowbell.
0: Yo. Rookie fever, John, coming back at you. Turn it up, turn it up. No, this is going to be great. I've been sizing this up and been getting a lot of inputs from the community as well. I think we can help you assess the value now. We're going to stay fluid and keep Bringing you more updates on this, right? But, I mean, these seconds are worth a lot,
1: man. It is very fluid. You know, we just recorded smash or pass. Mung was our first guest, which was cool, with uh, Nerd Boy and Mung. And we we talked about the 22 wide receivers versus the 23 class. Tonight, Mm -hmm. it's just going to be pure 23 rookies. And, I mean, it's just, we're only starting to scratch the surface with the senior bowl starting up and just really starting to see what this is going to be. But man, John, I mean, we talked about let's let's recap for everybody. So our our yeah. one through twelve, which is I gotta preface by saying after five, this thing is so fluid, it's not even funny. Like there are running backs that are gonna jump into this area. Whoever goes to Miami, whoever goes to these these key situations, Buffalo maybe, or or you know, there's gonna be so much fluidity of what's going on. There's quarterbacks like Will Levis and and you know Anthony Richardson who are just gonna move up. I mean. Be patient with us. We're trying to give you this information before anybody else. We're trying to get out there. And right now, you know, number one, everybody's consensus. Bijan, he's going late first startup. You know, Bryce Young is at two. Stroud is at three. Jackson Smith and Jigba, we moved to four. Five, Jameer Gibbs. And that's where we're, we're, everyone's consensus on that. And then we started talking about my six was Addison. John's six was Evans. We both have Quentin Johnson there at eight. Uh, Anthony Richardson at nine. And then, man, we, we just couldn't agree with that. Like 10 through 12, how many different guys? I mean, we had we had Sean Tucker in that group. We had, uh, you know, Kayshawn Boutte. We had Josh Downs. We, we'd be remiss if we didn't have Will Levis in this area. Who's Sean Tucker, know, yeah. Sean, I mean, there's just so many guys. So now what we want to do is we want to move into the second rounds. And mm-hmm. we have been telling you this for months, right? I mean, we have been telling you yes, for 15. 15 months to buy those 23 firsts for the last eight or nine. We're like, guys, this class is going to be deep. And John, I see this, that top tier of five is just elite. And these are guys I got to get. And there's, there's that smash zone of eight through 12. But this second round is just phenomenal. I mean, if I came to you last year and we talked about moving that random 22 first, you know, a 22 late first for a random 23 first. I mean, if I came to you and said, where do you value, say, the 22, 112, which would be like Jahan Dotson versus where we're at right now?
0: Yeah, look, I, I think that it's really clear. I probably wouldn't value it more than like 205, 206 in this class. I mean, really, people are already saying, whoa, 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 there, John. I know you got rookie fever, but no, I'm serious. The I know, this about- what we're looking at, right?
1: Dotson just put up a seven touchdown season. You know what I mean? Like, we're not talking about a slouch here. You know, these, I keep getting the biggest knock. Everybody's like, dad, you you have, you have Pickens and you have, you have Dotson and you have these guys below these rookies. And I'm like, just wait, guys, just wait. Yeah. We want to be ahead of the curve. Breaking it
0: down for you. Yeah. That's, that's it though. These 23 seconds are worth more than mid to late 22 first straight up. Yep. Start with that. Just based on the talent level at where we are in the offseason process.
1: Yeah. And I, I got to keep um, that in
0: mind, right?
1: I can't. The, the biggest takeaway I have and the Patreon was talking about it and the the Discord is going to be ready, but it is ready <laughs> now. I know I'm a boomer, so it's ready to go. But uh, the crazy thing to me, John, is like they were saying once I get to like the 1.8, I'm just going to trade that for a 24 first. And, I, and then I was like, I, I had to jump in there. I'm like, no. Yeah. There Take is not easy. a single 23 first that I would trade for a random 24 first, period. Like none of the 23 first. What I would do is if I got to that 112 and I didn't necessarily love it, I would trade mm-hmm. it for a random 24 first and a 23 second, maybe a 23 second okay. 24 okay. three flip because this second, it's, oh man, it's just beautiful. And we got to, we got to just get into it. You know, like our first one yeah. here, you're 201. We talked about him a little bit last week, but it's... Mm-hmm. It's Josh Downs, Josh Downs from from North Carolina, 510, 180, potentially running a 435, which is a ninety-eighth percentile target share, 89% in the slot. This is a guy who's gonna go round one, maybe early round two, and just have some absolute monster value right off the bat. I was looking at Zoltan Scouting. Mm-hmm. He has his NFL player comp and I kinda like it is Tyler Lockett. A lot of people are okay. like, oh, they think Joshua Downs is just Another guy, but man, I would have him at one nine, maybe in last year's class.
0: Yeah, I think I think you got to start by saying, I mean, this guy could go in the first. So if he starts dipping into the second, it's definitely a smash. And you know, if any of these other guys we've talked about start dipping into the second, right? Because one of these other guys we're going to talk about tonight, like a Sean Tucker or a Kendra Miller or a Keshawn Butte, these are smashes in the second round. Let's yeah. get that out of the way. And but this is coming why- back to.
1: When we yeah. talked rebuild process, John, we said right, right. that 101 is key, but that 201 next year, when you're punting, when you're rebuilding, and you and I both mm-hmm. saw it, we both had 201. Yeah. It's like an additional first. So is 202, yeah. so is 203. I mean, it's almost like there are 15 to 18 guys that feel like first round value. Yeah, you just get
0: the discount just because the thing starts with the two, right? It is, it's the optics in mm-hmm. a trade. Like people, it's perceptions, and you can play off that. So 201, super valuable. Josh Downs is an electric player. He is n- right up there in terms of route running, to, you know, similar to Jordan Addison and JSN. I think those are the top route runners in this class. Very mm-hmm. crisp. And when he gets the ball in his hands, it's just like, whoa. Look out, like all over the tape, he just like Mm -hmm. has that electric type vibe to his game. Just you'll see burst and you're like, how in the world did he make all those guys miss? And he he actually was able to get in the end zone. He's had, I will say this, he's had really good QB play. I -hmm. mean, Drake may this season and remember he had Sam Howell throwing to him as well. So he has benefited from that, but he does have separation, really crisp routes. He's going to be. A strong NFL wide receiver, probably going to sit there in the slot, but he can mm-hmm. actually be moved around the formation a bit here. He does get, again, nice separation and a really nice route technician. So, this is a guy that you should not be discounting. And I do have a tier break in wide, the wide receivers for this class after downs. There's some other guys we're going to talk about tonight, but just know there is a tier break after downs.
1: Yeah, and I think that it's that Kayshawn Butte and Josh Downs yeah. are right there. That's They're probably right. going to sandwich guys. that 112-201 yep. in most drafts. Um, I, I think, think so. the biggest thing is people start to look at size, right? So they start to think because he's 5'10", right. but I mean, my man is is – an elite route runner at all three levels, contested catches, you know, even based off his size. Yeah. And he's sneaky good in the red zone. You know, I think a lot of people, they, they really try to pigeonhole him. And I think he's a lot better than what people are, are anticipating. And I'm super excited to, to grab some shares of him. Another down guy down
0: with downs. Da- down baby. with downs. I had to get that in there.
1: <laughs> I love it. Uh, you know, it's not even Halloween, but we're talking Michael Meyer now, not Michael Myers. He is going <laughs> to be a top 20 NFL pick. 21 years old, insane college production with 180 receptions, 18 touchdowns, back-to-back 800-yard seasons. John, he is the 202 here. We both agree. Here's yeah. my question, and just to kick it over to the new pod, smash or pass, he's a top-12 dynasty tight end as soon as he's drafted.
0: Smash. I'm not going to even hesitate on that. He he really is. Yeah, Michael Bayer has what you're looking for in an NFL tight end. He is going to go in the first round. Uh, I don't. I have kind of concluded he's not the only guy. We're going to throw another couple tight ends if you miss on yeah. Michael Mayer. But this is the I best.
1: I just keep... Last year yeah. was it was one guy. It was Trey McBride, you know. And then you you try to get yeah. lucky with some other ones. This year, I mean, I'm looking at Daniel Jeremiah, Mock, and we're looking at potentially three tight ends going in the first round. And yeah, some of yes, these right. We're only going to talk about two of them in the second round today. So, like, if you needed that yeah. tight end, this is your year.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's just head and shoulders better than. The 22 class at tight end. And I do think that Michael Mayer is going to step right into a top 12 dynasty tight end easy. So you got to keep that in mind. In tight end premium leagues, you really should probably go in the first round, but tight ends just aren't sexy. So if you need a tight end on your roster, you could very well get him in the early second. And it's going to be a valuable add to your roster
1: and i think that's where he's a smash i mean every year we try to do this and john we talk about it all the time where it's like tight ends that last piece of the puzzle and you know they take a little bit longer to you really mature and i i feel like a lot of people are really going to try to push him up into that one eight one nine range and i'm i'm against that right now i mean i love him i think he's going to be great but if you can get him and if you really want him then trade because you're talking one eight, one nine, you're talking Quentin Johnson, you're talking Kendra yeah. Miller, you know, you're talking some guys that could be crazy different difference makers. If you're trying to move John from that, let's say one eight to two oh two what kind of value difference there? I mean, I, I get a lot of questions like, hey, I'm trying to move up into these tiers and you have a distinct mm-hmm. tier after 108, which is Quinton Johnson. So let's say I'm trying to move from 202, which is the end of your third tier or fourth tier to get to Quinton Johnson or Jordan Addison at 108. What would you have to add?
0: You'd you really have to get creative there because we're talking about two tier jumps, right? Yeah. And so I know this may sound crazy. I may be asking for like another late second to make that move. Right? I, so, I was thinking mid, yeah, I, so I feel mid-second, you. Mid-second, mid to late-second. I mean, in this class, I think what you're going to find out is even the late-seconds are valuable. Yeah. But you really, I mean, you're right. You're right. It's probably like a mid-second type range or another asset that's valued roughly like a mid-second. Yeah. And so that that that's a sizable move. And we love to break down this kind of trades, right? We're going to be doing that certainly All um, in, our, in our Patreon. That's what we do. That's kind of how we specialize in. And so I think what I'm telling you, though, is Michael Mayer in terms of market value currently? When I've seen ADP and I've seen a lot of mock drafts, I've been mean, like soaking this stuff up. He's very consistently into the second round. So definitely look for him. I will tell you this about him. He's he's like six, four and a half, 265. He is not the most athletic guy in, in, that you'll ever see at tight end. But man, I mean, I've watched him. So many plays it is this past season at Notre Dame. He's an absolute beast in the red zone, and he will beat DBs. You'll see him like run down the middle of the field or to the outside, and he he knows how to high point the ball. He just knows how to like almost like box out the defenders and use his his strength to just out muscle the defenders for the ball. He's just going to be a mismatch nightmare. I think that he's probably the most overall talented tight end that we've seen since probably tj hawkinson yeah in that range i and think that's, he's, where, that's kind of a good comp for him for me yeah.
1: i think from day one he becomes the dynasty tight end eight behind hawkinson and Fryermuth because i think he plays similar right to there. both of those he's right he's there. above yeah. Dolchich. he's above schultz he's above njoku for yes. me and i think he's yes. more he's one of those prototypical tight ends that we've been looking for uh Speaking of, of, you know, prototypical type player, there's no more prototypical name for a running back than Tank Bigsby. You know, you got to want tank. the tank. Uh, all three seasons at Auburn, over 900 all-purpose yards. Um, Someone that I know he is someone that is in the right situation is going to be phenomenal. You know, and I know you've done a little bit more research mm-hmm. into him, but I mean – Talk to me a little bit about the prospect here. You know, not a lot of receiving yards. The man can run it. But what? who do you see he looks like and, and what's yeah. ideal for you?
0: Yeah, I, I really like Tank. Um, I actually have now, just after watching some additional film, even since last week, I think I'm putting Zach Charbonnet ahead of Tank.
1: Thank now. you. Tank- Thank you. Someone, they were talking about that in the Patreon. Like, I have Charbonnet in that late first range, and people are like, ooh. So let's talk about both of them a little bit. You know, since we're here. These guys are absolute steals. I think Charbonnet ends up being in that late first round. Again, landing spot is going to be huge for for these guys. And that's why the running backs, after Gibbs... Mm-hmm. I'm, and I know you like Evans, and I, and you know like I, I'm big on Charbonnet, and we're both you know really getting there yeah. on Kendra Miller. But I think landing spots going to be so big for that next tier of like five running backs, right?
0: Yeah, and I, I think what it comes down to, and we'll break down both these guys here for a minute. But Charbonnet, I think just he translates a little bit more to a workload in the NFL because he is bigger. He's 6'2", 215 that type of range. And Tank is more like six foot two thirteen. So, you know, Charbonnet is just a bigger overall type back. Um, he, I think, he could potentially translate more to a bigger workload, three down back in the NFL. He's not the, like just with Charbonnet. He's really not the fastest guy, but he's very efficient runner. Mm-hmm. In fact, when you when he started looking at efficiency, he was near the top of the class. We talked last week. Zach Evans is was the overall most efficient running back in the class, but Charbonnet's right there. And I, I really like the the vision and contact balance that he has. Um he get he did get knocked because he returned for his senior year. And so that's always a question mark mm-hmm. these days. Right. We love seeing those early declares. But, yeah, but we're um, looking at a guy that
1: he was a big riser improved, in twenty twenty two because he I mean a yeah. five star running back Transferred to UCLA yeah, he, after two yeah, years at yeah. Michigan. So it's like, right. you got to look at that in there as well. It's not like he sat at UCLA and was like gradually working his way through. I mean, he yeah, was and, fantastic with almost 1,200 yards and 12 TDs.
0: Yeah. And, and the other thing, the, the other question mark that I had for him was, can this guy catch the ball? 37 receptions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like in and, and a comp I really like on Zach Charbonnet is like a David Montgomery.
1: Yes. I saw that.
0: Yeah. He, yeah. Um, and, I guess I'm just a little bit concerned about like his speed and burst capabilities, but the trade-off again is the size. So I do kind of want to see him at the combine. Um, you know, i when I'm watching his game. I just, I like a lot of it, how it translates. Sometimes he'll be a little indecisive, but overall game for Zach Charbonnet is up there. And I, I actually think that you could see him get into the rookie first round. I really do. And it's starting to become a bit more trendy. He's picking up a little momentum and uh, coming to tank Bigsby. I think the dynasty community seems a bit more split on him, but let me just say this from last year to this year, cause I watched film from both seasons. I saw a really nice progression for tank, a lot of improvement. He looked like he had more juice his junior year. I, he was a little kind of inconsistent throughout his career, uh, but I thought, again, this was his best season. He's a very patient runner, really good vision and really good decision maker. And the guy could break tackles. He certainly showed quickness. Uh, I think you kind of commented on this, right? His receiving in college was definitely very limited. There's no, like, absolute elite traits for Tank, mm-hmm. but he's he's a great all-around runner. And I, I really think that he has starter potential in the NFL. Maybe he's a two-down type guy, right? I think we kind of have to admit that. And so that's kind of where I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe dip him below a guy like Charbonnet, but – I kind of want to keep watching Tank through the, the remainder of the offseason. I really like him. And, again, if you're picking up an NFL starting running back here in the early second round of rookie drafts, yes, please, right?
1: Yeah, and I, I think I think the biggest difference for me between the two is Tank Bigsby and the Debbie community was a little bit higher with, compared to where Charbonnet was. And Charbonnet's season was so good that he's kind of propelled himself into that area. And a lot of times, especially if you're, you're paying attention to college football for a while, you're paying attention to the Debbie community, you start to – Medium production, you you see that guy who booms his year and then not even say medium production, but Charbonnet is more of the hot name right now as opposed to Tank Bigsby, who's been around for a little bit longer in that particular – Yeah, right.
0: Another cop I've heard is like for Charbonnet is Brian Robinson. Yeah. um, Because just basically because of the size, I can tell you this. Charbonnet is better in every facet than Brian Robinson, who's starting in the NFL, right, for Washington. So to me – Head and shoulders better than a guy like that. More like the Moni type, full Moni. Yeah.
1: and I know we look at you know measurables and things like that, and he's got the size. Um, you know, you look it up on Player Profiler, and they're saying projected four four one forty. If he runs a four four one, that Oof. draft stock is flying up. Oh Bigs, my, Bigsby they have at four four eight. You know, so we're not just looking at great production profiles from these running backs, but the athletic profiles are, are really good as well. I mean, we're not looking at right on we, we, last year and, and years prior. We're just trying to figure out. Well, if this guy goes here, maybe he's good. These guys are going to have roles right off the bat. Another guy who's looking real good. I know you have him at your 205. Um, he has been that early third kind of guy, but you're moving him up. Yeah. He's having a really good senior bowl, and that that's uh, Tajay Spears.
0: Tajay Spears is absolutely electric. I keep asking myself, can I put this guy higher on my list? But here's the deal. On market value, I've seen him go in mocks in the third, so – You know, you're probably hearing it here first, or maybe you've seen some others that are starting to talk about this guy as a sleeper. I think you're going to start hearing it more and more, right? Because the Dynasty community is really savvy. Certainly the Smash guys are starting to talk about him. But he was actually measured at the Senior Bowl coming in at just about 5'10", 204. He's actually put on a little Mm -hmm. bit of weight. I got to tell you, when I started watching his film, he was one of the most exciting guys to watch in this entire class. He, he's just like absolutely electric. He's an, he's a burner. He's one of those guys just boom explosion when you, when he gets the ball. Very smooth accelerator, right? Um, he's so he's going to be a guy that the NFL will love because he's a major weapon in space. Mm-hmm. He just you watch some of these plays. He makes these defenders look foolish. He will like what he'll do is he'll like string multiple moves together where it's just so fluid, that motion that he has where he's setting guys up and he's he's like one step ahead of these defenders that are just like laying on the field, just lost their ankles, right? He is that kind of player. Now, here's the deal. I think that what I'm telling you is get ahead of the game here, kind of like you just said. We want to be one of the first to tell you these kinds of things. Here's the deal on Tajay Spears. He tore his ACL his junior year, okay? So that's that's kind of tough. He goes, you know, obviously he's part of a smaller school, Tulane, okay? Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, he's coming back for his senior year. So I just didn't pay a lot of attention to him, right? And, you know, very few other people did. So you start watching this. In his last, like, six to eight games, again, recovering from the ACL, you just see this progression, takes off, and then you see him absolutely destroying USC in the bowl game. Go (laughs) look at these stats. He was was dropping – Major yardage and touchdowns down the stretch, and so I'm really excited about Tajay Spears. I will tell you all this now. I'm still considering putting him up even higher on my board right now. You don't really need to though, right? Because yeah. of the overall market value for this guy. So just just kind of keep that in mind. I am above market on Tajay Spears right now.
1: The words that stick out to me when I'm when I'm watching him on tape and when I'm looking at things is is explosiveness and yes. Just- effortlessly being able to throttle you know like he just has another gear that I I I love watching his tape I love watching things that are going on and the biggest takeaway for me John and I know you're diving more into the tape than than I have is I'm looking at the beat of the dynasty community and I'm seeing people saying hey go out there and buy Khalil Herbert go out there and buy this running back that running back this hold on this class is going to bring in so many running backs that are going to threaten jobs that, you know, they're going to take away people's jobs. They're going to take away situations that you think are phenomenal. And I think landing spots are going to be huge for a lot of these guys, but landing spots for these running backs, which is such a deep running back class, is going to take away value from from our current NFL starter, from our current NFL, you know, committee type members. People are going to be out of a job. No and question. I'm not, I'm not investing in running backs other than That's a select right. few. Check out the thread that I did on that. Um, another player here. This is one I'm going to have to uh, – you are way higher than consensus on yeah. this one, and, and I like yeah. it. You got 206. You got Deuce Vaughn.
0: Yeah, Deuce Vaughn. Again, what what you're going to see in this tier – because I mean, we, we talked um, about some of the some smaller backs in this class, and I think we're going to get to a, a chain as well. Um, you, you just have to ask yourself, okay, he's, the dude is five six one seventy six. 176. There's so many people for that reason alone are just dropping him, and I get it, okay? And so it's going to be important that we see the kind of role. But, again, the film tells you so much. He, he really is a very mature, smart runner, fantastic receiver as well. Like you just – you'd watch this guy, what he could do with the ball in his hands – and look at the production. I mean, he was playing in the Big 12, 1,430 rushing yards, eight touchdowns, and then another 43 receptions for another 373 yards. So all-purpose yards were over 1,700. And, um, again, you, you watch him on film, the burst is there. Bam, just every touches the ball. Amazing to watch. He's got these jump cuts, and he will somehow – jump cut right in an open hole and boom just runs through it. So his lateral moves to find the hole, the burst that you see that combination could be lethal. Again, I'm not saying at all this guy is going to be a workhorse. Definitely not, but he's going to be dependent on the scheme. We have to see where he lands. Let's see what kind of draft capital he gets, but I am absolutely above market right now on Deuce Vaughn as well. I see him going in the third, but Again, I'm, I'm just going to keep repeating this. The running back class is so deep that you can't actually wait in, into the – I'm going to say you could still get this guy mid to late second, maybe even into the third. i I'd be comfortable here. Kind of We're, we're getting into the latter half of the, the rookie second round here. Very comfortable with a guy like Deuce Vaughn there at this stage in the offseason.
1: While we're sticking with the position, I mean, I have I have Devin A-chain in this area a little bit yeah. higher. Uh, mm-hmm. He made made Bruce Feldman's freak list of, wrote, arguably the fastest man in college football. I mean, he is, yeah. I know he's 5'9", 185, and, and right. he just has absolutely insane, you know, credentials as far as being a track star. I mean, he ran a 10.02. That is a, that is absolutely flying. It's unreal. You know, yeah. Um. Right now, he's ranked tenth fastest in A&M history just as a track star. His initial burst mm-hmm. is absolutely excellent, in my opinion. He's a capable running back out of that traditional setup or taking the ball, you know, out of the shotgun position. I think he is someone that his acceleration from zero to sixty and hitting that top speed makes him a home run threat that I I love. But the size again is gonna it's gonna yeah, turn he- people off.
0: Yeah, it really – you just kind of have to keep coming back to, like, there have not been many backs that are successful in the NFL at that size. Like you said, 5'9", 185. But the speed yeah. and explosiveness are what are so attractive. Speed kills in the NFL, we know that, right? And I've seen him, Dad. I mean, he's been predicted by some even major analysts to, to be, like, the third or fourth running back off the board. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, it could happen because, you know, you want that big play threat. You, like, you love the long speed that he has where he just breaks away. You want a guy to have like use those tools in your offense. And I I think I'll say this too: really good receiver. That's where I think his skills specifically translate in that Mm -hmm. type of role where you're getting him in open space. You're getting him in on third down. Maybe you're running sweeps, right? Or using his speed to throw off the defense, right? So if he does land in an offense with a coach that we can agree is going to utilize that skill set. I think we'll feel better about it. But look, the, the harsh reality is he's only going to fit certain schemes. Correct. If he lands in the wrong spot here and we're not really 100% convinced, that's kind of what I still have to see. Right. But and I mean, we're
1: early on the process, right? Like the thing are. that I have learned the most over the years and since we formed Smash Accept is we're going to fall in love with these running backs. We're going to fall in love with some of these prospects. Mm-hmm. What I can't stress more than anything is like if you liked said player right here but the NFL doesn't and they don't show him that or he doesn't get the draft capital then we need to adjust accordingly you know what i mean like we're talking Stay about fluid. we're Stay talking fluid. about you know all of these guys these last three guys we talked about with Spears and Vaughn and and Ain, like if the NFL draft capital doesn't match don't try to prove that you're smarter than the NFL execs like we do this every year right we fall in love with these guys and some people don't want to. They don't want to move along with that. They just be like, "Well, maybe they didn't know something about that." You know, maybe maybe my process was better. And we're trying to give you these guys someone that I love in this process and a little bit more prototypical is, is Cedric Tillman. I think Cedric Tillman at this what two oh seven now is is a really good value. I mean, he's someone elite jump timing, good speed for his size, excellent ball skills. I, I think this is someone who is going to be a very, very good value in that mid-second mid round.
0: Yeah, and, and again, the NFL and, and each team has their own specific needs at wide receiver, and a lot of the guys that we've been talking about are smaller slot-type guys, and, and the class doesn't have as many guys with size that are mm-hmm. more prototypical X-type receivers. So I think that, that could actually help Cedric Tillman and – and, you know, he yeah, did – so he did go – yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, a little bit more in line, a little bit more of a linear linear yeah. wide receiver. You know, not a, as much of a full route tree, a guy that's not going to run slots. Mm-hmm. like We've been talking about Addison and, and all these guys that are a little bit smaller in size. But Tillman's not, just not that.
0: Yeah, he's 6'3", 216 type range. And he looks great at Tennessee. And uh, before – and we'll get to this guy, Jalen Hyatt. Oh, I love um, no, Like there was a while where no one was talking about Hyatt yet because mm-hmm. Cedric Tillman was kind of like the the alpha on the team. And Hinton Hooker was looking for him early and often. And we saw a ton of production from Tillman there for, for quite a while. But when he went down, whoa, all of a sudden we were introduced to Jalen Hyatt and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get to him. But I do like Cedric Tillman. And I think that he just needs to find that right fit. On, on an NFL roster and get that draft capital rights. But right now for sure I have him kind of in the the rookie second range in the back half of the second. And there's a couple other wide receivers that I think are now going to kind of potentially even hop him just because because of their talents.
1: I mean we're there there's a couple guys right here in the same range that you have in your particular yeah. rankings that I think, you know, there's some guys that we got to look in there like Rashi Rice. There's some guys that Zay Flowers and, and Jalen Hyatt. Yeah. So let's let's start Let's start breaking down all of them. I mean, if yeah. you were we're doing this so fluid, you know, like last week we decided right. that JSN was gonna hop Gibbs. If you had to do it today, are any of these guys hopping Tillman right now?
0: Yeah, I do have one, Zay Flowers. I I, I'm convinced now. After after those top five guys, after we said that tear break of Josh Downs, I've got Zay Flowers next. Mm-hmm. I just I'm falling in love with him on his film. And again, this is kind of an iterative process, right? You watch a little more film, you compare the, the different skill sets, the different players. And again, that's what's fun about this is because you're, you're kind of just perfecting this. And again, just for the, the listeners here, this is kind of all part of the process that we have and we're, we're learning. We, we, we kind of stay humble. But I think the key for us at this point in the offseason to repeat what we talked about last week is really establish tiers and rankings as best you can based on the talent that you're seeing. Because I still hear people like, it's way too early to be doing this. Why are we even worried about it? My my rookie drafts, not until May or whatever. Well, I'm I'm telling you, you can absolutely miss out on a key part of the process here. And you can even do it class to class, right? So you could compare talent level pre-draft 2023 – the talent level pre-draft 2022. A lot of the major film guys, analytics guys do this as well, but it's very, very important that you can establish this now, understand what the values are, and then not overreact when we see draft capital, when we see the teams, the fit, the landing spots, it's, it's a little bit more of subtle type movements and we don't get caught up in these situations where all of a sudden CEH has just passed up and she yes. jumps two tiers and, and we all flip out about it, right?
1: It's it's a process. We're, we're checking the senior bowl right now and he's yeah. at the shrine bowl. And then we're looking at how are they going to test out at the combine? What is the draft capital going to be and moving all those areas and and. you you saw that I started comparing the 22 to 23 rookie wide receivers. And I I keep seeing everybody saying Zay flowers is what everyone wanted sky Moore to be. And if he gets into that situation, very similar build, a guy that's going to be electric.
0: And if he lands someplace like Kansas city, wow, look out. Here's the thing that I have. The guys absolutely got speed for days and what I, I didn't kind of notice early on. I, I just overlooked him a little bit because of the production He went back to Boston College for his senior year. So, again, Mm -hmm. most of the analytics community, dynasty community, does knock them a bit for that. But I think i got to tell you, he showed some improvements. I think he's one of the few that actually benefited from going back. Mm -hmm. And the thing about Boston College, they just don't throw much. I, I started looking at the kind of average passing yards per game. A lot of games, most games, they were under 200 yards passing. So you can't really expect a ton of production. In an offense like that. So, again, here's another small guy. He's like 5'9", 183. But, man, he can scoot. Like, really great ball skills. That short area quickness. Like, he'll just make a move and leave somebody in the dust. You see it over and over. So, he's very dangerous with the ball in his hands in space. So it's going to be another conversation about size versus speed yeah. and that trade off, right? But
1: today's NFL, right? Like if this was 2014, you know, we're all looking for that Mike Evans size build, but now we have a guy like this with rare suddenness, lightning type footwork. He ran John NFL draft buzz has him at a 437. If I've, he runs I've that it. It, it's and he I, I mean he he really could be and should be a sub 44 guy and people are Love that, you know, like he's going to be a shifty guy in the right offense. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, man. That's, that's where it really will. He,
0: I just was going to add, I mean, on the, on the flip side, right. He, he did struggle with drops at times. And he, you know, he kind of had, was a little inconsistent, but, but again, I mean, I've got him now as kind of the wide receiver six of this class behind Josh Downs because of that attractive ceiling, Mm-hmm. That elite speed, and I'm mean, even hearing some rumors he could sneak in to the the late NFL first round. And we know those are the best teams in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, if he lands on one of these teams, and you can see him getting utilized and taking advantage of his skill set, look out.
1: the The other guy in that area, and I'm I'm falling in love with him. Like I've moved him up, Jalen Hyatt, sixty seven yes, receptions, 1267, 15 touchdowns. Man, fifteen amazing touchdowns at. You know, a guy that not not the gr- biggest frame. You're looking at six foot, 180 pounds, but I think this guy is going to continue, let's say, move up boards. He he's a little bit more like. I don't think the floor. It's just like we talked about with Quentin Johnson. Maybe a, a lesser version of that. The floor is not quite as high, but the ceiling on this yeah. kid is is beautiful.
0: Yeah, I think that if I had to guess, I think that um, some team and it just takes one will fall in love with speed. Yeah, and so I could see. I have him a little bit lower because I kind of envision this guy as a potential boom bust type wide receiver. Mm -hmm. So in your lineups, he's gonna either break a big one, okay, and and you know get you those points. So you know it's it's just gonna be a situation where he's all over the place because he doesn't really have a broad route tree. Mm -hmm. And I've been I've been watching him. Right, Um, it's like he's gonna give you the the go routes. He's gonna give you the slants. And, I mean, he's amazing at that. You hit him in the open field on his slant, he could just dust the defense, take it to the house. The 15 touchdowns, I mean, a lot of those were deep. I mean, no one will forget what he did to Alabama. I mean, he absolutely embarrassed the Alabama defense. They get four touchdowns in that game. I mean, nobody does that to Alabama. And th- that's a lot of NFL talent on that defense, as we all know. So that's when everyone hit the scene, I mean, and everybody loves those big plays. So – I I think, again, like, beautiful to get a guy like this in the the second round of a rookie draft. I have him really close to Tillman and behind Flowers, but I kind of have these guys in a similar tier, as you said. And so I think that's, again, important. Like, it's okay to have some guys and not be totally sure. You're like, I have these guys similarly ranked in the same tier. Okay. That's what we're talking about right now. But these are the kinds of wide receivers you can plan for in your second rounds of rookie drafts. And they're going to be fantastic receivers. You just kind of have to know, how should I be valuing these at this stage in the game?
1: Rashi Rice right now. I mean, another guy that definitely belongs in that. 1,355 receiving yards and 22. Only 12 games out of that. Third in the nation. And just 43 shy of of being the leader. You know, like he had – a great season. He's got some top end talent, thrives at creating space. And I think in the right situation, I think he's going to be a nice, nice wide receiver too, for someone as well. I mean, you look at it, he was 13th most in the nation had nine touchdowns or 10 touchdowns. I'm sorry. In 2022, nine, he's got a knack for getting in the end zone.
0: Yeah. His production was amazing. He's one of these guys where everyone's like, who, who are they talking about? Who is this guy? He went to SMU and he's one of those guys that just came on the scene and blew up this season. So, you know, this isn't a guy that was at the top of Debbie boards over the years. He's kind of a newer name, but you absolutely cannot argue with the production. He has a really nice size speed ratio. He has good hands. He can absolutely run the routes. So he's a little bit more of a polished route runner than versus a Jalen Hyatt, different type of receiver receiver. And, and so he's just one of those guys where you have to kind of be willing to stay fluid and adjust here. I have this guy for sure as a value potentially in, in the late seconds. And, again, I've heard rumors that this guy could sneak into second round, maybe even first round. I, I'm a little skeptical that he will get selected in the first round. But, wow, if he does, look out. I mean, so there's, we there's potential about- here –
1: anybody last yeah. year who's a late second round rookie pick yeah. who was potentially yeah. going into that area. This next guy at 212 will be a first round pick. And that's Dalton Kincaid. I mean, you look at his numbers, yeah. number one in receiving yards with 850. You know, he's number two in receptions with 66, number two in receiving touchdowns with eight, number one in yards after after the catch at 378. You know, and, and this is 10 picks later than Michael Meyer. And I think this is another, you know, Prototypical tight end who's going to potentially be a a difference maker in a position where we're really lacking. You know, we talk about that tight end position. If someone catches six touchdowns, they're automatically a top ten tight end. You know, they they move themselves up. And I think Dalton yeah. Kincaid is 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 another guy that's really going to help that position. Yeah,
0: we've been talking about this tight end class so far as kind of the one guy in in Michael Mayer. What we're telling you again, just to reinforce this, there are multiple tight ends. I I was. I have to admit shocked when I saw this but Dan- Daniel Jeremiah who's one of the most mm-hmm. connected analysts talks to scouts talks to teams GMs yeah. he had Dalton Kincaid as his number nine overall prospect number nine overall just to tell you and he had him above mayor I was just I had to read like what his takes were that just tells you how high they stand on this I mean a tight end ranked above so many of these other talented players we've been covering in terms of a prospect in the nfl draft so start with that um so i i'll tell you he's 6'4 240 uh very athletic tight end so he's a, he he's a little bit different he's not quite as big as michael Mayer. he's not going to overwhelm you with his strength right but he does actually um know how to set up defenders break tackles and use his athleticism really great hands as well. I, you know, I don't see a lot of separation from him, but he is a guy that you have to worry about in the red zone. And he does know how to use his size. And, um, you know, he, you can absolutely trust on him, with the contested catches, he has some really smooth moves and, I, and I've seen him They're like, wow, that's a tight end doing that to a defender. So he's been very impressive and I'm, I'm really coming around to this guy. I, I really think that at this stage you, you might need to spend, like a mid to late second on on him to get him. People are going to come around on this guy. And again, you might be hearing this name for the first time, uh, you know, kid from Utah, but he's he's legit.
1: Yeah, I mean, Daniel Jeremiah has him going at pick 21. Actually, a, a couple picks ahead yeah. of Michael Meyer. Um, yeah, a little bit older happen. of a prospect coming off an injury, but I mean, like his take yep, looks yep. great. Short area quickness mm-hmm. is phenomenal. I, I really like, yep. I think they have him there going to the Chargers. And I think if he goes to the wow. Chargers, another guy that, you know, has that potential to possibly jump sexy. into that top yeah. 12 area. And and they got Michael Meyer going to, Mayor going to Jacksonville to pair up with Ingram and try to do Ooh. a, you know, two tight end set. Another exciting okay. one. Um, John, you know, that, that consists of our our, our two, 201 through 212. But I mean, there are more guys in here. I have you know, a couple of the guys. It, yeah. it, it's not like. Last year when we got to two we're like, what are we going to do with the third round, right? Like you and I traditionally trade our third round picks because third round picks mm-hmm. are an 8% hit rate or lower. I think this is a year just like 2017 where you were getting, you know, you were getting guys like Aaron Jones in the third, down, third round. Or in 2020, I mean, sometimes Antonio Gibson fell to the third round and we were getting guys like that. Who are some of these guys that right now project to be yeah. third rounders that – I mean, let's let's be honest, these guys could be difference makers where in years past it just wasn't happening.
0: Yeah, I, I gotta start with my boy Roshan Johnson. And part of it is really fresh news. I was really hoping to see this, but he was one of the standouts at the first senior bowl practice. I've seen multiple different analysts that were there that said he was, was like the top running back. He did come in and was measured at six foot two twenty-five. And he has been, like, clocked at a top speed of, I think, like 22 miles an hour in the field. So he can get going, right? So he's got the size-speed combination. And I've watched every single snap, every single game. Uh, many of you know um, I'm from Austin, a big Longhorn fan. And, again, it's going gonna, it's gonna to become almost a cliche by the end of the offseason because everyone will talk about him playing behind Bijan John Robinson, right, and how he didn't get enough publicity because of that. I gotta tell you, watching the games, there were times where he came in to give Bijan a little bit of a breather, and he didn't miss a beat. Like you're like, I think the announcers a couple times still thought it was Bijan out there. He really mm-hmm. is a very talented running back. Kind of
1: like Miles he was Sanders actually, behind Saquon a couple of years ago.
0: Sure, sure. Like, don't overlook this guy. He was actually a former quarterback, so yeah. he actually has the athleticism. Really understands the game. He's a very physical, smooth runner. And can catch the ball, and we saw him doing it in the senior bowl practice. He was had a a couple of nice plays where he beat the defender, got open, caught the ball, gone. Right. So, I really like Roshan Johnson, and I'm now kind of convinced he's worthy of a late second round pick. Uh, you know, again, this is kind of, this is kind of this exciting time where we have a bunch of guys grouped there in this tier. Like, who else is going to get dropped down? I don't. This is these are the challenges when you're ranking and tiering players. And it's an iterative process that you keep working on. But I really think Roshan Johnson now should be considered kind of a late second round rookie pick. Did, have, uh, you above, I should, yeah. uh, have you moved him Yeah.
1: Have you moved him above Xavier Hutchinson yet? I mean, I think Hutchinson, a Iowa uh, State. Yeah. Have you moved him yeah. above?
0: Okay. Yeah, I li- yeah, I like I like Hutchinson as well, and he's also um, looking pretty good at the the Senior Bowl. Uh, Xavier Hutchinson, um, I, I still kind of have as a third rounder. But he's a very polished receiver, a really nice route runner, can go up and get the ball, has some size. I I can definitely see his skills translating to the NFL. Again, he's one of those guys that doesn't have any elite standout traits. So he doesn't just have this wow factor, but he seems to do everything pretty well. Um, You know, the hands, the routes, he has enough speed. he, He can certainly, you know, get some separation in the field. Uh, again, when I watched him versus Texas, I think he must have had he certainly had double digit receptions in that game. He was targeted a ton, really nice target share in Iowa State there. So um, you know, solid player. And I was gonna throw another tight end out because we talked tight ends. Darnell Washington, look out for this guy. He's an absolute monster, six foot seven, two seventy with athleticism. <laughs> He's gonna start with that. Now here's another situation where the production, doesn't jump off the charts, who's playing at Georgia. As a reminder, he's playing behind Brock Bowers. And just as a quick preview, as much as I love Michael Mayer, and I love Kincaid and Darnell Washington, Brock Bowers is gonna be above them all next year as the, the tight end number one in the 2024 class. Just keep that in mind. But Darnell Washington does have that size and athleticism to be a real threat. And you know, one thing I'll tell you, he never really seems to get into a top gear. <laughs> You know, he he, he he doesn't really have long speed. So I think he's more of an underneath kind of guy and a red zone threat. But, man, you, you get him the ball, he's a very violent runner, and he, he's going to do some damage. I, I can see him potentially going day one, day two as well. And, again, Daniel Jeremiah kind of felt the same way, that we, we could see some of these tight ends go early in the draft. And, you know, you commit that kind of draft capital, you're going to use them, right? So just imagine a guy like that can walk in day one. He has the size, the speed to, to be able to play um, in, in, a, in a successful way in the NFL.
1: I think the biggest play that I have right now, John, and I know I, I love, love the takes. I know you're digging deep into that. Let, let's start bringing it all together now is – Right yeah. now, I'm seeing trades. Right now, John, I just saw someone trade mm-hmm. Chase Claypool and a 24 third for the 205 smash. Except if you yes. can get start moving guys that you are, are are dead weight on your roster. I mean, there's a lot of moves where right now I'm trying to package up guys like Adam Thielen that are really falling off, or you your your Robert Woods type. Package them up with 24 thirds to get into this second. Now, we're talking about we like the third round in here, but even packaging them, you know, it, guys like DJ Chark, you know, guys like yeah. – there's so many guys in that range, right, where you're – I mean, take Marquez valdez Scandin, who's the wide receiver one overall in the world now. Mm-hmm. He had a f- fantastic <laughs> playoff. You know, like, start packaging some of these little pieces together yeah. and put yourself in a position to accumulate these seconds before the rest of your league mates who don't listen to this podcast – get get caught up you know like the biggest process for me here is uh, we are trying to give you content to be ahead of your league mates so you can make these moves where you're trading a 24 third and a player and you're trying to move give up a nico collins type a brandon cooks someone that's just you know you're not going to start them They're, they're just not in that position for you or even move off some of these running backs that are you know Potentially going to be losing jobs because they're a little bit older. Move a guy like you right.
0: know. yeah, Khalil Herbert. You mentioned yeah. earlier, right? Um, I,
1: I think Khalil Jorge Herbert's like an Armani. interesting one, but like a, a Kareem Hunt, like a you yeah. know Jeff Wilson, Jamal Williams. They had a role, you know, like Gus Edwards, yeah. Chuba Hubbard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had roles, but we're looking at some really nice role running players backs coming in. Package it up. Get rid of dead weight. Add it to a yeah. pick that seems like they're they're winning. And in your mind, you're like. Dude, wait till he sees who I take at two oh six. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wait, wait yeah, till yeah. he see yeah. the, who I get at two oh eight.
0: You, you just take a look at your rosters, kind of scan them. Look at the guys that you really never were able to put in your lineup, or you're mm-hmm. playing them on a bye. Kind of a role player, like you said on the end. Guys that could get drafted over, or could could get buried in the depth chart because of free agent signings. Mm-hmm. You rattled off quite a few. We could mix it up.
1: The on, same kind of on thing
0: and, yeah
1: we're, we're trying to get to tears so i mean tier break right now i mean michael meyer at, at 202 is it is the end of a tier for you right and then yeah. you go bigsby charbonnet Those running backs you know yeah. spears they're all in one so like there's a big mm-hmm. tier right now from 203 to 210 but if you can move from 208 to 202 you know and then you're you know it really depends on where Zero. you're at yeah. if you need a certain position if you're more contending you start packaging it up a little bit. If you're trying to build out, you see the second round is loaded. The only thing I mm-hmm. can say is don't undersell these. I mean, we were talking on the last pod and someone said, well, to move from one twelve to one oh eight, I'd want a late twenty three second. Don't don't undersell it, right? Like these players once they get landing spots are only gonna kick up a couple notches and, and be worth more in the long term. Yeah.
0: And it's it's just it's just kind of um this dynamic that you see and you talked about it on the Smasher Pass pod, but There's a lot of dynasty managers that look for something that's already established Mm -hmm. and assign more value to that because they know they can produce. They know they have a a role on the team, but don't, don't overthink this, man. This class is so loaded, but like, just to break this down again, the running back depth that we've hit is the best it's been in many, many years. Mm -hmm. So don't throw these things away. I mean, I would, I would still consider a guy like Kendra Miller, or Zach Charbonnet, like we talked about, maybe a Tank Bigsby, over pretty much everyone not named Kenneth Walker or Brees Hall from the '22 class. Mm-hmm. And I, I like some of these other guys. We we saw, you know, a handful of them put up some some points, and they have roles. Uh, but I, I really, really like the potential of these rookies and the value that they have as a rookie pick right now. That'll continue to accrue value versus the risk some of the even some of these other 22 rookies that could see a free algy
1: alger damian pierce yeah i mean if we can move off yeah. and, and start to accumulate value i think that's the way to do it
0: yeah even even like a i mean a james cook i know there's some guys that are high on them i i mean i'm i'm looking at this class and i'm uh, buffalo miller in, sean tucker yeah. 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 I'm with you. Right. And we, we even seen mocks where they take Bijan,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which would just be incredible to watch. I'm glad uh, you so, brought Bijan yeah.
1: up. So I got to talk to you, man. I got to talk to you. You love him. I love him. John, I yeah. just saw a startup the other day. He went one Oh six above fields above Lawrence. Wow. Above Lamar, wow. And on the last pod, Mung said, well, he's only going to accumulate in value. So we look at you know, Might be the
0: exception in here. 20s, yeah.
1: 20 20 when Zeke was the guy, he went mid second. When Saquon was the guy, he went mid second. When Jonathan Taylor was the guy, he went mid second. We've never seen a guy other than Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence sneaked into snuck into this area and he didn't pan out for that kind of value. So, John, I mean, I am really trying to tell people to be cautious with B. John <laughs> Robinson, right? I know it sounds yeah. crazy. But people are like, well, I'm going to buy the the 101 and it's going to increase in value. It is at the ceiling of of B. John Robinson, right? In that scenario. How much higher can he go in that if you take him at 106? Because he's a running back and we have the guys like Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. It's just they're young, they're elite, and they're going to be for a while. I'm just – I'm just telling people. No, you're right. When you're investing you, you in Bijan, you have to remember he's a running back, and you have to remember you can't say because I I heard people saying that they're giving up Bijan for Je- Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase, and I just I can't I can't wrap my head around it. I won't do it.
0: Yeah, and and this kind of is a dynamic that we see, and you know we're partially guilty from creating a lot of the hype. It's deserved hype, of course, like, Of course, like any sleeper, right? Like we'll talk about sleepers, but. If you take a sleeper that's getting drafted in the 12th round or later and you're taking them in the ninth or the eighth round, then you just defeated the whole purpose mm-hmm. of this. Like the, the, the value there was later. We're talking about him as a later pick. And if you jump the gun there and that's kind of what is now happening with Bijan, the hype has gotten so high. And again, you can kind of back it up, but we're talking mid first in the startup. That's where you've taken it a bit too far. I'm more comfortable right now, more in the late first, early second range. And I, I you know, I've and been leading the bandwagon it. on them. Yeah. yeah. And so it so it's, a, it's, a, it's to a point now where, and, and we've been kind of cautioning against this, that you need you need to make sure you're not overpaying for, for these assets. We don't recommend often trying to go trade for Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson um, because you're going to have to package so much that it could hurt your roster. Of course, and we love these guys, but I've, it all comes at the price. So you got to be careful.
1: Exactly. I, I've I, I say it all the time. You don't buy. You don't try to trade up for Patrick Mahomes because it's going to cost you more than what your team's worth. At least he's a quarterback. If you try to trade up for Bijan into this situation, he, you know you are you are really cutting your your window short. And I've been trying to tell people to if you can give. Yeah. I, I I advocated for one guy to give the 101 and a 24-second for Justin Jefferson because that is about mm-hmm. as safe as it gets. Justin Jefferson and Jamar yeah. Chase are okay. almost the two most safe non-quarterback, period. You know what I mean? Whoa, and, uh, right. So right. I'm just trying to throw that out there yeah. in a different scenario because I think throughout the entire process, no one's going to say Bijan's not the 101. That's not even a question. You know what I mean? But we're talking about the 101's going in the first round, but the 105 where Jameer Gibbs is going is going in the fourth round. You know, like that's a huge gap in 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 all consideration.
0: Yeah. And I think in most leagues, most cases, the 101 will continue to accrue value leading up to the draft. But we're in a really interesting situation where it, it really feels like a seller's market and you may just want to capitalize. I mean, I'm personally not catching no, up any of my 101. No one, one 101. wants to, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't it's, do it. I love the guy so much. But so hot um, right now. Yeah. But let's, it's just so, so odd right now, Bijan. But but look, I mean, run these bias, right? Cause we can kind of tell you like, you know yeah. what? You do want to smash that because that is such a massive return well, on, on that, people, so.
1: Some people are messaging me and they think it's a smash. They're like, hey, someone offered me the 108, a 24 first and a 24 second for that. And I'm like, nope, that's not it. You know, like it, it's gotta be, if you're giving up Bijan, you have to value that 101 like a first round startup though. We're not saying, trade off for no reason we're saying that is a first round startup value as the 101 that's why we preached on the the retool and the year one punt and the rebuild that that 101 was going to be a difference maker for you and it really will so you we're going to continue yeah. you know it's like yeah. uh it's like that part in an uh, anchorman where they're like panda watch you know we got our Bijan watch we're gonna we're gonna continue to update it here and, and <laughs> we, we really just we're not trying to advocate not taking the best player there is. We're trying to give you the most value yeah. you can possibly take away. So, uh, yeah, that's John, it. John, this I was, this was gonna... fun getting the second mm-hmm. rounders out there. We did the first rounders, guys. Hit us up on these. I mean, we're all we're not advocating yeah. you go out there and make crazy trades. We're advocating making small moves to move up tiers, get yourself in position. We, if you guys haven't checked it out, the second round, we put threads out there from twelve different you know, analysts just to get some of their takes too, because, you know, John and I are going to hit you up with this all year. Mung's going to be involved, Nerd Boy, but we want to let you know there are other people out there too who are giving real, real positive interactions when it comes to the Twitter community.
0: Yeah. and I mean, look, I really hope you're enjoying these as much as we are. We love this. We're very passionate about it. And I got to tell you the feedback, the the feedback's been great and we're hitting all time highs and listens. So I want to thank the listeners out there and I hope that you have gotten... Um, Something out of some of these other pods, like you were talking about Bijan going in the mid first of a startup. Well, we, we, we talked about super flex, super shortage and why you may want to be targeting QBs and that first round of startups. We even talked about last week on the rookie first. What are these guys worth in startup picks? Right. We're seeing CJ Stroud and Bryce Young go in the second round of startups in that kind of mid to late second round so we can help you break down if you're doing a startup right now if you're looking at trades but definitely stay active hit us up you can find me at dynasty underscore trades
1: Uh, john that was perfect because if you're new to smash accept and i know our listeners we're getting hundreds of new listeners each week we're getting hundreds of new follows each week if you guys are new to the podcast the last four episodes have are really what's going to make you a better dynasty owner. We came out there and we said, this is what we learned from 2022 and what we're doing in 23. This is the 23 first class. This is the startup ADP and where you should be moving around. You know, And we're really going to start fine-tuning this right now. But we're giving you an off-season program where you are going to have your best dynasty year ever. Guaranteed. We are going to yes, put sir. you in position. So thanks again for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the process. Hey, yo. It's just fun.